Recording. Check, check. And go. I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Episode 439 of the Bad Boys Podcast. Lend us your ears, because we're about to randomly rent on all things movies. Crystal clear quality, high-speed internet, 1,000 meg, 1,000 gigs coming at you. No interruptions, always on time. Bonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry, I am your host. Joining me as always, Harley, aka Marcus Burnett. Hey, that's pretty good. And I'm Tony, <laughs> aka MCP. What's going on, bad boys? I'm uh, I'm on. Uh, you guys are on like giga gigabyte connections. I'm on kilobyte connections, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very hipster of you. Keep it old school. <laughs> I'm dial up over here. Oh man. Shit, DSL would be an update for an upgrade for us. I'd love to go back to DSL. Fuck's sake. Well, as long as we sound good to you and you can surf the web, it's all gravy, baby. So it's all gravy. Unfortunately, when everyone else listens to this, like, man, we couldn't hear Harley. He sounded like shit. So apologize to the fine folks, Harley. I I'm very sorry. I, you know. There's just not a lot of options. Yeah, too bad they can't hear your apology because you sound like shit. So, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, so we got – Um, I was going to say uh, there was somebody posted on Messenger a while back. I forget. It was a video of actual Martin Lawrence filming the new Bad Boys. Was that this week or last week? I can't remember. Mm. You guys remember? I no. don't. I, I didn't say sure. Somebody posted a video of Bad Boys for Life, the newest one. Mm. And it was Martin, like, just he had like a big jacket. He was like leaving like the the trailer, walking in the set, and it's it's happening. It's really, you know what I mean? Like there he was walking the streets, and camera started getting rolling. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, actually happening. So that's it. Yeah. That's, that's as that's as exciting as you're gonna get. Huh? That's it. That's as, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know, Jesus, I mean. The uh, you know you're so over. You don't even you don't even have words to say. I don't. I don't know what to say. The The second movie. The second movie was a blast. Uh, I love the chemistry between them. Obviously, (laughs) you know we started the podcast after the film. Oh man, I I kind of understand what you said. I think I got what you said. So you said. You're super excited. You can't wait for the movie. You pre-ordered no, it. No, I, I, of course, I'm of course for the movie. You know, I am. The first one I've without become, Michael Bay behind the. Behind the yeah, it's, yeah, interesting. I've become, uh, unfortunately, a cynic of of Hollywood. You know, um, it's it feels it, it's really started. You know, the the it's. Especially the Big Ten <laughs> pole action flicks, PG. Uh, you know that's bad as that's as bad as interrupting, right? Just laughing. 
Oh, maniacally. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Oh. Tony, can I, I get a roll? <laughs> See, that would be more rude if you kept doing that while you're talking. <laughs> uh, that's pretty rough. What about you, Tony? How excited are you? Uh, not very. Not <laughs> I'm like, cool. Let him finish it. Oh, <laughs> then I'll decide. I mean, then you'll why... be happy. And then I'll watch it. There you go. And then I don't know if I'll be happy or not. I don't. Gotcha. You know, I don't. I, 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 a movie movie doesn't tend to dictate whether I'm happy or not. I might enjoy it. I might not enjoy it. You know, I don't know. I'll. I, Everybody gets a fair chance. Fair enough. There you go. I'm sure we'll make it the homework. Absolutely, of course. Yeah, we'll. We'll we should all be getting invited to the premiere. Yeah, that's no right. Shit. Like what Reed was saying, he's like, maybe there'll be a spike in the listening in the bad with podcasts. I'm like, no bad boy stuff. <laughs> Let him this way. Yeah, there you go. We'll get another three dollars in Patreon subscribers. There you go. Yeah, and then maybe we can uh, start a GoFundMe with so you get better internet. Yeah, you're gonna have to fucking move me because it's the location I'm at. Mm. Well, that's it. I mean, I guess I guess the only other option, the other option we have is basically satellite, and I don't know if that's going to. Um, be a whole lot better. So, but I mean, the last couple of weeks, this has been okay. We haven't had any problems. Yeah, it's hard, huh? Yeah, it's not easy. Oh, I think we yeah. got a genuine. Yeah, we got a, we got a, we got a, uh, a co-host. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the issues we have is the hotspot device. Mm -hmm. We have a real cheap hotspot device, so it, uh, I have to basically restart it every day and reception isn't great. And so it might, it might get better if I updated the hotspot device. Was the last time you reset your stuff, Tony? When I what? The last time you reset your stuff, your modem router? Uh, months. It's been a few months. Not to make Harley feel bad, but. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> it's on my end. But, uh, yeah, but, but let's, let's, let's get off that nonsense. You're, you're here, you're on. It's all good. You know, it's um, raining, but you're, you got a roof over your head, so you're not getting wet. No, um, no, the house is lovely. The ha- you know, I'm saying you got the you got the big ass projector, biggest in the world. I do. So don't you know? I life, got the biggest good. projector in the world. That's it, baby. Life is good. The no internet is the internet is something to be desired. Yeah, that's you know, that's whatever. You're here. That's what's important. Yeah. The the, the, the fucking knowledge you're gonna be dropping tonight, the humor, um, the racist rants. We people are, tune in every week. Art needs his third favorite bad boy on the podcast. Exactly you know? right. <laughs> exactly right. Ronaldo needs his favorite podcaster on. Yeah. Happy as a clam. All right. You're here. Let's do this. All right. So we got a couple of extras before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show. I had the homework. I chose McFarlane USA, a 2015 film. 
Mm-hmm. And Harley went mm-hmm. with the extra credit. Yeah, I mean, I was like, we we haven't uh, haven't watched a Bond film in for like yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. So. we should have waited for episode five double oh seven, but you know, maybe, yeah, I guess. maybe another one by then. We'll see. Yeah, that's if your internet holds up. Okay. Yeah, that's but the last should, internet I'm joke. Sure, it will. <laughs> All right, so yeah, real quick. So before we get into that, we can. Um, Tony said he had a revisit this week. Yeah, um, ended up rewatching uh, Solo, Star Wars story. It ended up on Netflix. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that film. It's 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 a slider. I enjoyed it the first time. I enjoyed it the second nice. time. That was a fucking movie. It's fucking fun. Uh, L three is my favorite character. And it's so sad, but yeah. Wait, which one's L three again? The the robot. The one with the big hips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that robot's so annoying. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. Probably that why character. I like her so much. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. Boom, Slater, right on. Yep. Nice. So on Tuesday, I had post posting pictures and stuff on uh, Messenger. I went to L A. in the stormy rainy day um they had a screening in fact that was on john carpenter's birthday there was four locations that were screening they live um it was playing in new york london austin and in la they were selling these limited edition records for they live soundtrack it's like it comes in like the, sh- the shades like the the cover and like it's like a slip cover kind of you, you pull up and it really um shows you a hidden message which is really cool Different color variants. One's a formaldehyde face. Kind of funny line from the movie. And uh, they also had this cool like uh, book, which like talks about um, it's got like, all the cool messages from the movie, like obey, consume, and it's got like a bunch of articles from interviews and all sorts of cool things. Like a rough trade book, and that was unique to that screening too. So my buddy, being a limited edition nut, Scott, he had to, he had to get it, you know. So he's like, "Hey, I bought your ticket for Christmas. Just take that day off. Let's go." I'm like, "All right." So we made a trip down there, and uh, yeah, we got in line. Alan Howarth, the composer, he was there signing, and um, yeah, huge line. I mean, most of the people went into. I couldn't believe that line would just not stop for the album and the book. It was insane. Um, they said they only pressed five hundred, so we'll see. It was it was a picture disc, and on the actual album it says um, "Buy more records" on, on printed onto the huh. actual record, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, so you know, after all that was said and done. Um, Alan Howard's played a little music beforehand again from all his um, movies he's worked with John Carpenter, which is kind of funny. He's kind of like doing what, Car- what John's been doing. You know, he's been on tour. He's playing with his band, with his, with his kid. And Alan's like, well, well fuck, why can't I do that? Um, I, I helped him that music. He has a live album now. He's going out to like screenings like this and, you know, making some pretty good money. And it's kind of a cool trend because Fabio Frizzi, a famous Italian composer, he was out on, on the road. Claudio Simonetti that did the score for like um, um, who's worked on the band Goblin, who's done a bunch of other Italian scores. He's he's on tour, so um, it's a cool trend, bro. Other people are doing that. John Williams is obviously he always does you know live shows like a Hollywood Bowl and he, he scores this. He plays all the mo- you know music from his movies. That that'd be a fun thing to do. That would be awesome to do. Um, yeah, that's but cool. He, but seeing they live on the screen again, it's just so much fun. It's such a great crowd movie. Like the lines work, the humor works, the fucking. The fight scene works. I mean, it's just great, you know, and it's so like relevant to today, you know. I mean, it was poking fun of Reaganomics back then, 
But watching it now, it's just like, fuck. There's that scene like right in the beginning, he's going to go work at the construction site. And the guy's like, hey, man, this is a union worker, pal. He looks over like six months ago, just hanging around talking. And he's like, hey, man, who's your floor man? Whatever, you know, he's like, let me talk to him. Let's see if this really is you. The guy's like, next thing you know, next scene, he's fucking working, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's just it's so funny how prominent it is like today, you know. But uh, yeah, they live is so much fun, man. Like we watching it again. Um, and Piper was so good at it, too, man. Like John was like. Uh, if he was watching Russ at the time or as a fan, but he just made, saw something in him and he, he was great. Him and Keith David, really cool, um, uh, chemistry together. So yeah, they live, man. It's, you know, I'm thinking about it, it now makes, watching it, you know. Go ahead. It makes perfect sense that professional wrestlers make decent actors. You know, they, they're putting on a, a live show, live performance. Yeah. Of the week, you know. Exactly, and, and, they, and they don't hit yeah, the they have and, scripts. They got dialogue. They got all this shit. They got to play. Yeah, so the fight scene came around. Me. He actually does like a couple wrestling moves in that fight scene, if you remember. <laughs> you know, it's pretty. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah. yeah, doesn't he like suplex him or some shit like that? <laughs> yeah, like a, like a backbreaker. Yeah. Like a yeah, it's it's insane. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, That's funny. But yeah, um, so yeah, like I said, watching it again, it never gets old. You know. Um, when you put on the glasses and, and you, all the hidden billboards show up and, you know, um, oh, he talks about the obey, that whole trend with Andre the Giant's face and how that became mm. huge and everything. So, um, yeah, a lot of couples high into wrestlers, Piper in it and Andre with the slogan. Kind of interesting, but, um, yeah, they live strong, solid dollar. I, I, it's, it's got potentials for Slater for sure. Um, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. So, yeah, so listen to more Bad Boys podcasts. <laughs> yeah, little, yeah I had a lot of fun with that one. What's that? I said I always had a lot of fun with that one. That'd you know, be a we... cool t-shirt idea, Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. In that black font like they live. Hmm. <laughs> you know, obey, consume, listen to Bad Boys Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody there told you, you know where that's from. That's funny. Yeah. Let's see. Harley, you said you didn't see any extras, but you are. I did, you I did a watch show. a. Yeah, I watched a. So we watched a. We we are a couple episodes into. Um, uh, uh, very very funny show. So we're going to continue to watch that. Um, and but we did watch that. We did watch and finish was a a Netflix original. It was a six part mini-series documentary called Murder. I heard about it. And it was uh, if um, marijuana growth in Humboldt County. Particularly oh, the... Yeah, particularly, in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I lived there, you know, for 10 years. Um, so... Um, there's the the south end of Humboldt County where it kind of is closest to San Francisco. It is historically uh, a very high uh, mar- illegal marijuana grow of the state. And what it what it originally originally uh, came from was was hippies escaping San Francisco sixties. And, you know, the city, they escaped north and where they went north to set up their live off the grid was 
um, in a spot that grew pretty good. And they, it kind of, as the decades went on, it got more and more part of the sort of economy. And, and in the nineties, it was a business. Um, and because it was us, it was so illegal. And in the eighties and nineties, the war on drugs, we really spent a fuck ton of money on illegal marijuana. Cause we all know that that's literally like the end of the world. Like, you know, it's worse than meth, cocaine, heroin, crack. So unfortunately, when something becomes highly legal and, and the, um, just for the record, you're the not government right now, right? is, uh, cracking down on it, so to speak. It, it becomes a big no, no. That's my internet. My internet was the crime. The crime to murder and miss people, and so this does that, and it it um it focuses on one gentleman who, ironically, was from Ocean Beach down there, and uh, he at tw- at the age of twenty nine, about ten years ago. Uh, ended up disappearing and his father wanted you know thought he was like yeah we don't fucking care um and there is it's not a conspiracy but area um it's called alder point which is kind of this city this hippie uh, hippie but um this little town and property around it's all marijuana girl. like that's all it is is farmland and the police in years they kind of stay out they kind of stay away because they know it's just so um it's just kind of dangerous you know and in the west man i mean it is um you know the 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 sort of remnants of that and 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 it does address now that it's legal um how a lot of the who used to be legal growers are now trying to do it legally uh, get their beer at it and so there's some people that grow illegally and all that kind of stuff and so it's it's an it's an interesting and um, interesting. The documentary it tries to uh, make it exciting, kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. There's a name I can't think of it, but they kind of they do some recreations and stuff, try to like spice it up. And so, um, but as a result, it kind of loses some of the documentary feel and kind of feels almost like a drama. And so, um, there's, you know, it feels like it's six parts and you could, you know, um, so there's a lot of good, a lot of good information there. 
um, need to be six episodes long. You know, you probably could have made it just two hours and ten minutes kind of thing. Um, uh, it's reviews, definitely worth a dollar <laughs> if you're at all interested. I know, I know. Sorry. And if you're if you're all if you're at all interested culture in the the marijuana drug trade, <laughs> it's definitely worth a watch. Oh, Humboldt. Um, it's worth a watch. Is the my roboting? Oof, that was rough. Rough. Okay, that's a dollar. Go check out Murder Mound. Cool. Right. <laughs> Sorry. There was parts. No, there was gaps where you're okay. There's parts where we just totally we missed like a bunch of stuff, and then it would speed up. And Speeds catch up, up to, and like, catches up. It was a trip. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was a trip. And then when I'd ask you something, it was like a delay for you to even hear it. Yeah, I don't know what to fucking say. So yeah, well, that was that one. Yeah, okay. Murder Mountain, six part on Netflix. But some marijuana. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked out a movie on Hulu. I had a, uh, I was listening to a podcast. It mentioned it. Apparently, there's two documentaries about the whole fire festival. One is on Hulu currently, and one is streaming on Netflix. Um, so the first one, I I haven't catch, I haven't watched the Netflix version, but I did catch the one on Hulu called Fire Fraud. And the concert promoters and rapper Ja Rule advertise a high-end festival experience that fails spectacularly when they don't plan for the infrastructure to support the venue, artists, and guests. Um, do you guys remember seeing this and seeing it on the news and hearing about it? Nope. Yep. Harley, you don't remember any of it, huh? Interesting. Okay. Tony, you do though, right? Yeah. Social media. Mm -hmm. I I was like, I'm down to go if I had the money. That sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing, right? They did such a great way of promoting it. So this guy, Billy McFarlane, this guy we follow, right? Um, from, from beginning, he's just been hustling. Like he was scamming kids in elementary school. So they say they're writing on crayons. One of them broke. The kid was like, hey, Give me a dollar, I'll fix your crayon, you know. So this girl buys, gives him a dollar, gives a crayon. Next thing you know, he's hacking into like his teacher's little computers and a message would pop up whenever kids would log on. You know, the teachers couldn't figure it out. They couldn't see it. But they'd he'd have a screen that says, Hey, your kid your crayon's broken, come see me. I mean, this kid's been hustling since he was little and he's still been hustling. And even so after this thing, he's hustling. So uh, that's the only like redeeming quality I'll give this one guy. He's that's that he's just you can't knock his hustle, man. This guy's a hustler. But he's like a fucking professional scammer, uh, mm. also liar. Um, it's it's just unbelievable, like how he was able to get this going. And then even when it, everything looked like it wasn't gonna work, he still kept going and it, it, and was loan getting loans from people and extorting and wiring money. And the FBI is involved, so they show you like the beginning of like he was promoting this concert, right? It's like a like a, he he hired some director, and it's like. Uh, a concert like never before. It's gonna be like the next Coachella. It's at this private island that Pablo Escobar used to own, and he's got models running around, right? And, it's and at an island. Oh, How yeah. the fuck are they gonna get people onto the island? Oh, well, that's the thing. It's just a genius, right? Like, it's gonna cost you pretty penny, right? You have your own pre- private villa, you know, mm. exclusive. He's gonna have all these major, rec- major um, artists coming over to perform. It's gonna be like nothing like you've ever seen before. So prices were like up to like uh, one pack was like twenty four thousand five hundred something dollars, like a certain package, you know. So general admission, you know, there's this price and that. But was alcohol. He got John Rule to come chime in, and he's putting stuff online. He orders this social media guy that's posting like, how do how do we blow this up? This guy figured out a way, 
and then you they start interviewing influencers. Apparently, that's a fucking job now. You know, this day and age, if you promote something on Instagram that somebody has like over ninety some fall million followers, it'll blow the fuck up, and you pay this person an influencer. That's their title, and they'll blow the shit up, right? So it's just insane. Like I don't know if you I saw hardly never saw it. It's crazy. People yeah. were posting pictures of like their gourmet meal that they were promised, you know, from like videos and everything they were gonna get. It's like a a uh, um, styrofoam plate, you like a like to go box, right? That's a fucking bread with cheese and like lettuce to it, and like that's it, you know. And the tweet now to him, like, hey, this is our gourmet meal. They got these little like huts that are like supposed to be the private villa. There's mattresses lined. It's a fucking shit show. It's a disaster, and it's and it's just unreal how this guy would keep getting money and keep telling people it's gonna happen, and artists were pulling back. He would, I mean, I remember following this on Twitter and seeing this live, going, what the fuck is this? This is unbelievable. So, yeah, very cool documentary. If you, if you, if you know, um, if you, if you have any interest in watching it, you know, um, it's really cool. Like Shao Rule is like takes like no blame for it, which is insane. It's kind of hilarious, even though like he's at some like web seminar promoting the hell out of it. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, Fire Fraud. It's a very cool documentary. Again, this one's on Hulu, but there's also another one on Netflix, which I haven't seen yet, but I want to check out too because this one's pretty fascinating. But for this one. Definitely, definitely a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. So, let's see. Okay, any, that was it? Any extras? No more? I think that's it. Yeah. That was for Tony. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, uh, uh, I felt like, uh, didn't hear the word, but okay. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, good. <laughs> Sometimes you're good, you know. But uh, all right, Tony, hit the music. We'll play some little PG before we get into the homework. Uh, Your favorite game, Tony. Hit it. Your last place. And you might actually win because of my internet. All right. <laughs> yeah. I stand a chance now. Yeah, exactly. So, Tony, you want to go first? Are the columns we have are be like Jeopardy? Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, profanity, violence and gore, sex and nudity, frightening and intense scenes. Which category, sir? Um, let's go the alcohol and drugs. Okay. Blank character drinks alcohol and points a gun to her head in the nightclub scene. One alien smokes a pipe. There are no references to drug use. One alien smokes a pipe, uh, points a gun. Uh, I don't know. Can you ring a bell, Tony? No. Uh, All right. Harley, you pick a category now. Uh, violence. Violence and gore. There are numerous gunfights and fatalities, but no blood or gore is shown. One character is briefly but fatally choked, and one alien dies after hitting his head on a rock. Uh, I know this one. Oh, it's um, uh, Men in Black. Oh nope. shit! Sorry. Is Tony, it Star Wars? Nope. Ah. Again. I know this. The alien. Hey, hey, you already guessed. You already guessed. Next category, Tony Harley. Tony, you pick. Alright, <laughs> did we did violence already? Uh, yes. There's only one violence, so uh. that category is done, and so is alcohol. What's the next one? Sex and nudity? 
Near the end of the film, a man and a woman begin to kiss. Sex is implied, but the screen goes dark before much of anything is shown. Blank character wears a few revealing costumes, short skirts, low necklines, but there's no visible sex or nudity in this film. Okay. Nothing. I've seen this movie. I know what it is. Profanity. Now, Pierce of God, like cursing, includes the S word, H word, and D word. One character makes an obscene gesture at another. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to be able to pull it up. Blank is tortured by means of electric shocks, but he escapes unscathed. Blank's character is also bound and tortured. Mm. Yeah, this seems like a rated R movie. But an alien dies by hitting it. That's that's all they gave me. That's it. Yeah. Any Um, guesses? Anyone want to guess, Tony? I'm going to have to bow out on this one. Probably throwing the towel. No idea. MCP, nothing? I got nothing. All right. Talk about a little movie called Buckaroo Banzai. (sighs) Unbelievable. I can do it. I know it. It's been so long. I know. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a long day. All right. Next one. Here we go. This one wins it right here if you get this one, right? Who went last? Who picked the category last? Has Tony ever even seen Buckaroo Banzai? I'm going to start with you guys. I mean, I thought it was homework once. Yeah, yeah, I was years ago. All right, who picked the category last? Well, I started uh, last. I started okay. last. Okay, we'll go Harley then. Harley, the categories are sex and nudity, violence and gore, profanity, alcohol, drugs, and smoking, frightening and intense scenes. Of course, violence and gore. Let's go with violence and gore. Oh, that's the daily double. (laughs) (laughs) A teenage girl punches a woman in the jaw before jumping off the ship and swimming away. A man pretends to hang himself in order to escape from prison. A villain threatens to puree boy's finger's hand and then an arm in a blender. Another hmm. woman grabs the child's face and holds a switchblade, suggesting they serve only tongue. Suggests they serve only tongue. Men wrestle, knock heads, try to choke each other. Human corpses are shown in various states of decomposition, most depicted having died violent deaths. Hmm. Children escape death by multiple booby traps throughout the movie. Children escape? Boy relates a story about dumping fake vomit from a movie theater balcony onto people below, causing patrons to actually vomit on each other. Oh, um, uh, I know this. Uh, Bucker Bonsai. <laughs> uh, he's telling a story, and he's like, "Yeah, next." Tony Stern. Fuck, I don't know. What are you going for? Sex and nudity. Profanity, no. alcohol, drug smoking, or frightening it's intensity. Be profanity. Profanity, alright. Quite a bit of profanity, such as balls, used once, bullshit, holy shit, cut the shit, <laughs> damn, and pissing, said multiple times by both children and adults throughout the film. Several very mild sexual references, but no sexual words or slang used in other than balls once. <laughs> Uh, shit, I don't know. Antonio doesn't know either. Um, Let's see, what else can we do? Let's see, maybe sex and nudity? No. 
God, I love this game. <laughs> this one, this one, this one, this uh, one might do it right here. This should do it. Totally do it. A teen boy right. tricks the Spanish cleaning woman by telling her in Spanish with English subtitles that the homeowner's sexual torture devices are kept in the attic. The fuck? I'm gonna when he he's said that, I'm positions gonna... his rear view mirror to look at a girl's legs and tennis skirt. I don't know. I know I'm gonna be like What's that movie. A preteen boy drops a ceramic statue of a male nude statuette, and the penis breaks off. A few comments are made of inappropriate parts. One of the boys presents says it's mom's favorite part. The boy glues the broken private parts of the statue upside down, making it appear as it has an erection. Although there's not reference to. I know this fucking movie. I can't. I spent too much time in a goddamn sauna today. Oh boy. <laughs> these 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 <laughs> these guys never say die. Nothing. No. Oh, this Goonies, y'all, fucking Goonies. Ah. Uh... Man, yeah, that been, yeah. It's been too long since I've seen that movie. I guess so, yeah. It was, uh, it's like the That's... one in a Spielberg written film. Yeah, no kidding. Well, we got no winners this evening, so there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I want to There we go. Oh, some, 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 some weekends we come with the thunder. And then some weekends we come, we don't come at all. <laughs> just, oh. but just imagine how much better next week for all you. Oh, that's right. I feel bad. I'm sorry. No, Tony, you should feel bad too. I got an excuse. My internet sucks. What's your excuse? Did you not get enough? Enough uh, carbohydrates in your diet this today? No, I got too much today. Fuck that. No, oh, he's going into that carb coma. <laughs> carb coma. There we go. Rickets. <laughs> this hashtag CC carb coma. There you go. All right, we're moving right along. Tony, you got some other music for the homework? Uh, what is <laughs> okay? There All we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> Expecting a hey from like Kill Bill for some reason. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I had the homework this week, and um. I saw this at a customer's home and she had the DVD of it and I was like, I remember seeing the trailer for that a while back. McFarlane USA. Disney's McFarlane USA. Jim White, funny enough, his last name is White, mm. moves his family after losing his last job as a football coach. He sees that some of the students are worth starting a cross-country team and turns seven students with no hope into one of the best cross-country teams. So, Harley, I'm sure everyone's dying to find out a movie about a bunch of little Mexicans. You must have been over the fucking moon watching this. Uh, you know what's Being funny? Bossed is, around by a white man. Is uh, that part I loved. Um, so, I had no idea what it was about. 
uh, when I kind of almost hit play, basically. Uh, and then, uh, no, it was like earlier in the week. Chris was like, what's the homework? And I was like, I can't remember. And then I pulled it up and I was like, oh, that's right. It's like a Disney movie. And and then when she realized it was like a sports drama based on a true story, she was all on board. She was all about it. She loves those based on true stories, you know. So, um, you know, I wasn't too excited because I hate all races. And, no, um, you know, it, it felt when Disney is going to make a sports drama, and the demographic that they're aiming at is a minority. I've always felt like they kind of, um, um, almost patronize, um, the audience a little bit. And maybe we've talked about it before. Maybe it's a little white guilt I have, what I call it, whatever you'd like. Um, but I was a little nervous of that. And, and it had some of those cliches for sure. The hell was that? It said, that? "It said Spanish guy laugh." <laughs> All right, it's <laughs> not like a like a duck. Play that again. Uh, that shit. <laughs> it says laughs in Spanish. <laughs> I feel like Tony needs to check the drops before you said that to him before yeah yeah i I don't that's the research he does is right there i'm not equipped i don't know what sounds we're gonna need when we're running yeah so um i think it's true anyways it's better when he does it live so (laughs) his reaction is the best he doesn't know what the fuck he's gonna get (laughs) laugh is like a box of sounders (laughs) (laughs) sounders is like a box of chocolates you going Uh, in so anyways, so, uh, uh, so yeah, as I was watching it, um, I'm realizing it's all those, those tropes, um, on the podcast a couple weeks ago, there's a, there's a name for, for it where, you know, the minority is saved by the white man kind of thing. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what this happens is you, you got a group of these kids, we kind of spoil the movie a little yeah, bit, but but They're like all... I, I had that same thought, but it's based on a true story. It's like it's not sure. fucking absolutely it's not a trope; yeah. it's reality. It How can is. it be a trope so, if it's and... if it's real? Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I think that's where the movie kind of wins me over is because it is based on a true story, and while. It, Disney's just done a good job transferring, translate, translating that to a heartfelt story. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, and oh, hey, the director is, is from the NZ. Hmm. Nikki Caro, born in Wellington, New Zealand. Who the fuck knew? Look at that. I'm sure oh, somebody shit. knew. I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because it's such an American film. Yeah. Uh, we all know there's, we're the only country with runners. So. That's right. Um, USA. USA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, what did you guys think? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, Reed, Reed calls these lifetime movies, right? Yeah. Right. I love Remember the Titans. I think that's a Disney movie, football movie. 
got Denzel Washington. And then whenever that movie's on, I'm fucking watching it. I don't give a fuck. I love that movie. So I was hoping oh, maybe this would be something like this too, you know? And uh yeah, you know, Disney they just they just know this formula. They know what works. And like Harley Tony said, it's a true story. So you can't really fault it for if it if it is in any, you know, cliches or tropes or anything. Yeah. Well, it's fucking, you know. It's a you know real movie, and you know I was watching a feature afterwards, and these people they still talk to each other, hang out. In fact, some of them still work in that city, in that area. So. Yeah, a lot of them work in the high schools and mm-hmm. the elementary like police schools. Officers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only they, one of them. Oh yeah, spend a little time. <laughs> a little hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they some of them still go out running with the newer kids, newer students, which I thought was kind of uh, cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, this movie worked. I mean, it's like it has like that Coco feel where there's all these cool stuff you see that Mexican families do. You see it on the big screen. It, it's it's going to hit home for me. Um, and the kids were all likable. And, uh, you know, we're hoping for Kevin Costner. It's like finally turn around and does that one move where you're like, oh, is he, he's just going to turn his back, you know. And like you said, Harley, it's, it's everything. It's all that formula. But it's just like comfort food, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know what you're going to get. You know, it's, it's, it's I don't feel like it's going to. And in a terrible fashion, it's, it's it's totally positive, and it's just a feel good movie, and it worked for me, man. I I enjoy, it. like I said, um, I, when the kids are running, I'm rooting for them. You know, at the race, I'm I don't know because I didn't know the story, so I don't know if they do win or not. So, but that was that was fun to you know root for and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was having a good time with it. Yep, same here. Um, I, I it definitely helped to know that this was a true story, you know, because. It lets you get over the, ah, this is bullshit type of thoughts that happen sometimes. We're like, there's no way this would actually happen type thing. Um, so, so that was good. I, I enjoyed, like Bonzo was saying, you know, the, seeing the, the traditions that kind of played out on screen. Like, one of my favorite scenes, the, the quinceanera and the, and the dad's just like, dude, just wait. <laughs> like, stop trying to be the boss. You're going to realize you're not the boss. And, yeah. like, all the women just take over. I was like, yeah, yeah that, that's kind of the way it goes, huh? Yeah. Um, oh, she kept feeding him his... Oh, God, the food. Of, oh, that was filling the best his plate. ever when the mom was like, I want that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kept paying him on his quarter. Yeah. Yeah, but she kept like, filling his... coming over to my house and just... Yes. Get, and he's like, yeah. I'm full. And my mom just put another plate in front of him. Uh-huh. So For sure. No, you're not full. And he's like, oh, I think, I think that's rude. one... I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of had a soft spot for the for the film was I had some of those experiences myself, you know, like when we went down to Tecate. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we rolled in, I was like, dude, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> like, I don't know how old we were. We were like, I don't know, we were like 19 or 20 or something like that. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> like, I don't fucking speak Spanish. I don't have a tan. I don't, I, I stick out like a, we're in Mexico. We're not in like Chula Vista. We're not in California anymore. <laughs> we are in Mexico. We've crossed the border. And when we got there, I was like, yeah, this is kind of trippy. I can see where they're making bricks over there. And they got, you know, I mean, it's all off the grid kind of thing. Yeah. We're in trash. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then as you know, and then we were telling the story uh, when we were down there, 
with your dad, and I think it was a forerunner or a Land Cruiser or something. Yeah. And, uh, just, and I rip memories of the, um, how polite and kind and gracious everybody was. Obviously, your direct family was, but a bunch of people came out of the woodworks. And I don't know if they were family or friends or community members or whatnot, but everybody was just super fucking. It was all just a big family get together. And I was just there and I was just part of it. And everybody was like, yeah, fucking enjoy, you know? <laughs> and of course, I was polite and, and courtesy, but felt felt um like i didn't belong kind of thing and the movie to get back to the movie um they do a very good of of pointing showing that just the culture the the familiar culture and um you know you could you could use the example of when we went down there last time you can borrow my sister's house <laughs> you know who the fuck does that you know, <laughs> know what i mean that's that's the kind of culture that is nurtured down there. And yeah, um, we could say in our family, we don't have that like 40 years old, you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You were like out of your house. That was like, yeah, that was foreign to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's totally different. White people, they love turning their backs on each other. (laughs) (laughs) There's no family love with the home. Right, so um, there was a bunch of scenes where I I constantly found myself kind of getting choked up, um, which was weird because, like I said, it's got all those cliches. It's got right. all those. It, it, yeah, like, it's like play by numbers, right? You know what scene is going to happen next, or there's the one kid that's really good. You want to keep him. But if, yeah, one. yeah, and ironically, that actor is 30 years old. Oh, he looked old. In high school, I was like, yeah, motherfucker, you in that 90210 age group. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, so you could get somebody we younger. All, we all know Albert Canals could grow a mustache in junior high. Right. But this, this guy cat was 30. What yeah. was crazy, uh, like, they'd go, they'd go to actual fucking work before they went to school. And they come back well, to work again. That shit's fucking hard. And, and that was another scene that, that, that really choked me up was when he was telling the kids, none of these kids know right. the struggle that, right. that you work before you go to school and then you practice and you run with me while I'm riding my little fucking girl's bicycle. It was funny. Yeah. And then you go back to work. It's, mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's, right. it's just that, um, I mean, ironically, that's what makes them such good runners is, is just they're constantly working like that, you know. I love to put scene. in a five minute. He tried to put in some some work in. The last, oh, fucking he almost didn't, back. Yeah, he almost didn't make it so fast lunch. Picking cauliflower, yeah, it was blowing. Yeah. The kid's like, just lay it down flat. And yeah. <laughs> just lay right massage. there, man. Fucking vultures right. flying around his ass. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I paused the movie and me and Chris watch it and she enjoyed it too. And I was like, this is America's version of the Chinese assembling cell phones, right? We have this, this big, uh, social anxiety about the, the sweatshops, right? Mm-hmm. And we have the sweatshops here in California. It's called the fields of the San Joaquin Valley. It's been going on for fucking decades. And 
at the same time, without getting too politically, uh, you know, whatever, we won't. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, ironically, I feel like this movie should be coming out now. It felt a, a little perspective for people. And so, um, Whoa. uh oh. We got all Max Headroom on us. Oh, shit. How do I know? I'll try, um, I'll try to, I'll try to wrap up my thoughts okay. once, once it's good. Um, it's not the funnest movie. There are those scenes that we can see yet. Um, there, there's a handful of funny scenes here and there, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, we kind of talked about it, but it really is. He gets such a good performance. The director, Nikki, she gets an amazing performance from all the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if they've ever so, done before or what. I don't, they I don't are, recognize but... any of them, but right. I mean, they all look the same to me. So, Jesus. Boom! There it is. There it is. Bad internet, no internet. I'm dropping racer bombs. Still races. Drop bombs on you, like Hiroshima. Whoa! What the hell? I accidentally hit that. (laughs) You got angry Mexican yelling at Harley? That's what I was trying to find. (laughs) Just look up Spanish curse words. See if there's some yelling at him. Still going. Hey, DJing over there? What the hell? I must have clicked something that has a dubstep something or other. Gotcha. So what do you get? End up giving it, Harley? Oh, did we lose him? Oh shit! And we lost him. And he's back. Oh. Damn! I, all of a sudden, I just fucking fell off. It was weird. <laughs> I guess the internet doesn't like my racist jokes. Nope, not at all. I don't find it funny. Oh no, my volume's all fucked up. I was asking you earlier, what did you? So what did you end up giving it? I would absolutely give us a really high dollar. It, I'd um, buy that for a dollar. I, I I definitely. Um, it was well done. Sweet. It's not a super long movie. Um, there was the one scene I didn't care for was Hollywood's having a forced. The issue of Putai having the the weird scene where she goes in the car and then somebody gets stabbed. But there like has to be a conflict, right? There has the, to be some the, something. The scene is there has going, to be going a conflict. Perfect. There just has to be. Hey, but again, true story. Yeah, I it felt lazy to me. From, do you think that was part of the, Do you think that was not part of the true story? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't really care. I mean, it doesn't take away <laughs> from. I don't care about their reality. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I'm shit like that happens all the time. Fuck, you know. I mean, uh, you know, it just is what it is. Um, Fuck your realism, bitch. It's it's quite possible that it did happen, and that's why I'm saying I, I, it's either here nor there. It, how it got shoved into the movie was very abruptly and very oh, short, yeah, and nothing cool. was explained. Um, and so I just felt, yeah, it's, it's at the, it's at the beginning of the third act. Yeah. It's way at the end, of course. Well, it could be, it could be at the beginning, the end, and the middle, and still feel forced. I think it's fine, because the issue, like, 
it just brought it pointed out the issue of the like hey you you don't have to be here if you if you don't want to you know you don't ha- you can move your family out right. you're white motherfucker <laughs> you know you can leave well and the kid yeah i mean it's it's it is addressed yeah and according to wiki um it it's not in the it it, it doesn't discuss it as if it's oh, not accurate oh okay well there you go yeah, but I'm also giving a dollar. I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> no, no pesos from anyone. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, no right. kidding. Well, I hardly didn't have that joke ready. What's that? Well, the sort pesos. Of... It's currency's different though, Tony. So <laughs> oh, how many? How many would he need? Right. Yeah, I don't know the translation. What's the translation? Jesus Christ, am I oh, stupid? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody certified the Naldos. Yeah, there's gonna be. It's gonna do well. You guys are gonna get this right. Yeah, we're getting points. Real quick, well, Italian Art, points. Art might have some funny jokes about me. He's always got some good shit. Um, we got big. We got big. Uh, okay. Uh, Art. Oh, can hear it. Hit the yeah. music on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is Savage Scott, and it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game. Who the fuck is Reggie? With your contestants, Angie from Fallbrook. My name is Angie. Reed from the NZ. Reed here. Art from Kelly. There's your buddy Art. And. Donaldo. This is Nalo. Good luck, everyone. All right. Tony plays them in the order they come in. Right, Tony? Hello, Bad Boys. Um, because the uh, the homework that you've got this week is directed by a New Zealand woman. Um, there it I is. There I'd you go. do my best impression of a New Zealand woman. So hopefully <laughs> this, is, uh, this is okay as an accent. Very difficult for me. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I like Nikki Caro as a director, and I think that, uh, I, I mean, I love a, a Disney movie. Like, you know, this, I haven't seen this, but it looks a lot like, um, what something like, you know, Remember the Titans or that other one that, uh, uh, oh, John Ham was million dollar arm looking for cricket players or something. I don't know. We don't normally get these films here to watch. Uh, like you guys talk a lot about, um, you know, uh, there's a there's a a channel that you guys talk about um, that have like schmaltzy movies, and like this seems like one of them, but. Honestly, I'd probably watch this film. Like, these, these Disney sports films, they just, I guess, they're dollar films. So, mm-hmm. therefore, I think this is going to be a certified Donaldo. A broad sounds just like Reed. Isn't that weird? 
There it is, uh, certified de novo. What, Boom. That's, that's big points right there because he got he got the bonus point for the accent and the bonus point for getting them all right. So for the total, the high score of going to be a five seven points. Uh, Art has fifteen. Angelina has fourteen. Ronaldo has eight. And now Reed has eleven. Bam. Previously six. Hey, ¿qué pasó, you guys? How's it going this week? So, uh, before I get started, I want to fucking reiterate to Reed that, uh, I know last week I was apologizing because I couldn't get it fucking down with fucking that Rosie Perez bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> this week I'm going to tell oh, you, yeah. oh, fuck, fuck you and your fucking ideas, man. Cause, uh, that shit is fucking hard. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I can't fucking do that one, but, uh, I'm calling it for the fucking homework. So, uh, if, uh, let's see, uh, the homework was for McFarland, USA. So, uh, I remember this one about the fucking little vatos that are running around and, and uh, they get really good at it and shit. And, uh, it's supposed to be a feel good, cutesy movie or whatever, but they had us, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna say, standard. Or at least gonna give it a waste of time. MCP is gonna give it a waste of time, and Fonzo's gonna give it a dollar. Oh, wow. Destroyed. Can we all just uh, come to agreement that if she does do Rosie Perez, it's an automatic win? Oh, fucking (laughs) A. So she said me and Tony were gonna give it a waste of time? Yep. Oh, fuck. I just fell off again. Oh, there, there I am. All right. It's all right. <laughs> Fuck you, Internet. <laughs> Can you make that the title, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Only two uh, points, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, she saw your white ass was going to hate it, Harley. I, I guess she knew so. you. I know. I thought, yeah. Did you a little yeah. hurt by that? Uh, no. No. Because you're her fourth favorite podcaster? Yes. Oh. And there's only three of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how bad she hates you. <laughs> oh, man. My friend Tara used to do a really good Rosie Perez voice, man. This shit's funny as hell. So, I don't know. She's, still, she's like working on it and like just gave up. It's funny. Oh man, there you go. Two points, unfortunately. Ouch. What we got next, Tony? What's going on, bad boys? Happy football Sunday. Hope you guys are doing alright. Um, yeah. On to this week's picks. McFarlane, USA. Uh, I like this movie. And, uh, I think you guys will give it all a dollar. So yeah. Boom. Oh, straight to the point. I think we lost Harley. Certified me, he said. Yeah. You're saying that it's a bad thing, Tony. Move on. Let's keep going. <laughs> well, someone needs to keep score. Oh, fuck. That's right. Damn it. <laughs> he did say, fuck you, Internet. And Internet said, well, yeah, fuck, fuck you, too. Internet's <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll show you. Keep talking shit. Uh-huh. I'll show you. 
But like in a Rosie oh, Perez. He's back. Voice. He's back. Okay. I mean, you know, for ten seconds. <laughs> so D said uh certified D. Right. Oh. <laughs> D says certified D. Was he was he rocking an accent? No, unfortunately no. He had that yeah. the, his normal Mexican accent. Oh, okay. He's on awesome. Bad Boys Happy Football Sunday. Hold yeah, see, normal. Yeah, okay. So that puts him up to twelve. Mm. Angie at sixteen. Reed at eleven. Did you already play Art? Nope, he's less. Hey, what's up, Bad Boys? This is your homeboy Chris Rock calling in for your homie Art. <laughs> Stop rushing me to make this phone call. Y'all pressing me too much. Anyways, we here to talk about the homework picked by Holly. He picked McFarlane USA or some crazy shit like that with a white man's always the hero. This motherfucker saved the Indians. He saved the Mexicans. What the fuck? <laughs> Get these, what's up with fucking Caracosta? He's saving everybody. But anyway. Holly picked this one about these little Mexican boys running all over. Uh, fuck it, I don't know. I, it's one of those sappy movies. I don't know. People like them. I don't give a shit. I'm going to say Holly, he felt good about himself, about the white man doing something good for the minorities. I'm going to say, this motherfucker, he give it a dollar. I'm going to say, fuck this motherfucker, he give it a dollar. <laughs> Does anybody hear him make these calls, like his family or... That's like, a great question. Where is he at when he's recording, right? If he's, he's sitting like a in a professional recording booth or he's just sitting there if at he's work? sitting in traffic, I want him to roll his windows down so oh the gosh, people in the other cars can hear him. That's fantastic. Great question. Looks like you'd be in the movie. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, he gave it all and fuck it. Fonzo gave it all, making this one of them. Damn, man, we got Chris Rock calling in now, man. We're fucking big time now, y'all. Are bringing in that fucking energy, that fucking fire. Well, he brought him, brought him with points. the points too, so that puts him up at twenty. Yeah, by by four points, he's got twenty. Angie's got six. Why did he get? Why did he get four points? D's got twelve, and Reed's got eleven. Five. Oh, they said four. I might have. You said, yeah. I just want to make sure you don't fuck him, you know? No, no, no. He had 50, got five, so he's got 20. Okay. Every time you repeat it, it's, it's all terrible. Mm. He had 15, now he's got 20. Oh, we're at two people at 20 now? No. <laughs> you gotta, like, type what it up. Wow. That was a creepy ass laugh too, homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Art Art's twenty. Uh -huh. Angie sixteen. Mm -hmm. Donaldo twelve. Reed eleven. Okay. There it is. Boom. That was loud and clear. Alright. Way to go. Yeah, I mean D really, you know, made up some points. Um Reed, he made up some points. Angie shot herself in the foot, mm. and Art took took the lead and and uh, extended it. So nicely done, win yep. win natural, right, Harley? Yep. Would you say something? Say something in Spanish. 
Uh, hasta la vista, baby. Oh, that was beautiful. That was actually sound like a robot, so that actually yes. was kind of perfect. <laughs> right, Tony? Yes. That was creepy. Can you say Harley modeled the Cyberdyne systems modeled 101? <laughs> and you're laughing is super creepy, too. Exactly. I know. It's beyond creepy. It's so weird. And this will all make the podcast, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Whew, all right. right, well, we got the extra credit now, motherfucker. I did. But I don't want to talk about the goddamn movie because... Right. Let's let MCP talk to me. He's got good internet. What you think, MCP? You seen mm-hmm. this before? Uh, Yeah, I saw... I've only seen this once. Okay. One time. One... What, what'd you think? Time. It was a while ago. Um, it It was a little slower burn than what i remembered i remember last time i was like i was all right cool it, it it felt like it had a good pace and it was going but this time around because i guess i knew what was happening i'm like let's move on <laughs> like uh, it was it was still cool like there's still certain scenes like they look they're shot really well but um i, I could do without the extended footage <laughs> i'm like just one, just one little, one second, two seconds of it, move on. Fuck it. So, uh, I still enjoyed it, but it just wasn't as, as enjoyable, I guess, <laughs> for lack of, <laughs> lack of vocabulary. Um, yeah. It suffers from that, uh, bond thing where it goes to all these, um, Amazing locales. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> the, 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 the sad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't know. I've never had this problem Here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm sure this isn't gonna look, help. Look, look, no, look. The answer is just talk twice as fast, and then <laughs> it'll end up slowing down normal. Thank you, thank you, Thurgood. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try calling through my cell phone. I'm I'll gonna, be back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, all right. Hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, like, like the the action set pieces were cool, but like I, I knew what was gonna happen, so there's. That, that, that surprise that, you know, right. the shock value of certain scenes is, it, it didn't quite, you know, didn't quite work. It's interesting for me. you say that because, like, when I watch Terminator 2, or say another, you know, another classic, I know all the beats, right? Right. And I know everything's gonna happen, but it doesn't take, it doesn't right, take that excitement away, you know, or the suspense. Right. So I'm curious why this one, does that for you like that? I don't know because it's not like a like a cult classic or like one that's enjoyed. Like it, it doesn't have a high replay value. Right, right. It just right. didn't. I guess. I guess the the there wasn't a lot of emotional weight behind the. Oh, you guys are robots now. All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus you, you have your you have your day live glasses. Now I can't fucking hear you guys. Oh, you oh, sound man. great though. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah, keep talking. Right. Shit, I'm better than ever. Um, but yeah, I think maybe the, the the 
the the set pe- the action of this movie doesn't have a lot of emotional tie-in like there's not a lot of investment in them and so they're just kind of eh, just they're, they're just a spectacle for the screen they're just it's just there for action for action's sake almost and so it's i kind of don't care about it the second time through gotcha. okay you know, maybe maybe that's why like a terminator is like that has a lot more there's a lot more going on you know there's a lot more at stake in in mm. in those scenes but yeah, well, Daniel, Daniel Craig is very stoic. He's very serious a lot of time, right? Um, so he's right. Oh, time. oh, and that's the big thing. Like, I remember right. I, I felt this in the first movie, but because I hadn't seen the rest of it, it, it just kind of dwindled away. But in that one scene where she's like, take the shot, it's like the pivotal thing about the whole fucking movie, right? Take the shot. And, you know, oh, I might hit Bond. So she shoots him and then she doesn't keep firing at the fucker that she was trying to shoot. Like, if you just fire two more fucking shots and hit that guy, movie's over. You're done. And then you just go yeah. rescue Bond. But no. That's, I'm like, she ah, that's fucking she stupid. Killed, she thought she killed Bond. You're a fucking yeah. agent, you know? It's like, just pull the trigger one more time and move the crosshair to the to the right. It's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So it bugged me. And a this a time, lot of movies do that. So, they, so the whole time that you just urged. Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe that was... It. That like carry the shortest movie of all time because right and that's the thing like when I first watched it I had that thought but because I didn't know what was gonna happen later it it kind of went away it kind of masked it but because I know the, what the movies you know I I know what's gonna happen I'm just it it carried through that 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 negativity just kind of simmered throughout the movie and it's like eh yeah. eh whatever <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, this one's uh, directed by Sam De- uh, Sam Mendes, but uh, the cinematographer to me is like the is the MVP of this movie. Fucking True. Roger Deakins, man, this guy can shoot a movie like a fucking like any scene in this movie is like a fucking movie poster. True, especially all the scenes in Shanghai, man. That shit is just fucking gorgeous. That is just eye candy. I mean, it's unbelievable the way it's shot. I mean, it's just gorgeous. So, um, kudos to Roger Deakins. You know, finally getting an award last year for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um. But yeah, so that's that. And then I, I'm, I'm in the same boat, Tony. I was, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Daniel Craig's Bond, but at times it is a little slow. Um, in the very beginning, I'm hooked because it's probably one of the best fucking opening songs to any Bond movies. Um, Skyfall by Adele. It fucking, it's, it's just beautifully shot. It's just, I like the well, auto water. And though it, all the Bond movies have a really cool intro to them, like, anyways. But for some reason, this song for me just hits, man. Skyfall. Like, I actually even purchased this song on iTunes and she sings the shit out of it. It's just a great song and uh, she's killed it. She was perfectly made for, like, you know, her voice is just perfectly cute for it. So, and Javier Bardem, man, playing a creepy ass motherfucking bad guy, man. You know, the things that's popular about bar, you get the cool gadgets, the hot women, cool action, and you gotta have yourself a badass villain, right? You ain't got a good villain, it, you know, it's not gonna work. Javier Bardem steps up to the plate and I think he does a pretty good job. Right? What'd you... What do you think? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, he's just this like really cocky. Like he was an agent. He was, I mean, he worked for M way back when, you know, now he's like, like they, they said in the movie, he's one step ahead. He's just super cocky and he's fucking hacking into everything. And he's just, um, yeah, I think he portrayed it really well. So, um, and then it turns into home alone at the end, which I was like, um, and in a video game, there's right. like fighting the, fight the battle boss. And you're like, fuck me. You got like no health. You're running out of ammo, and here comes a fucking helicopter. You're like, seriously? Come on, man. I can't, I'm scouting through the house. I can't find any bullets. I'm like, how am I supposed to defeat this? Thing? Right, right. You're like, 
double checking all the dead bodies. You got any <laughs> yeah, more loot? Exactly. Going to the same rooms over and over again. Hopefully something pops up. I can get some more ammo or some more health. Um, but you know, that's just the way a cool action movie should end, right? You get a big spectacle, a explosion, machine guns, and big ass helicopter. So, um, but yeah, there is some times where it's just like, they're just talking, it lingers on certain shots, and I get it, but it's like, you know, the movie's 223 minutes, so sure could have been chopped up a little bit, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, so I think, did Sam Mendes also do Spectre? He did the other? No idea. Uh, the other Bond movie? I can't remember, yeah. I, he did, one I think. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you. How well can you hear me? Oh yeah, he did Spectre as well, yeah. We can hear you maybe. Say that again? Oh, I said he did direct Spectre. It, it's weird because I switched to my phone and my phone's data, which is the same network, but you guys sound like shit now. <laughs> We don't believe no, I can't hear you at all. Yeah, we did. We weren't talking. Yeah, <laughs> you heard our feelings when you say so you're selling. Fine. Shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll show you. We won't say shit. How about that? But no, after all, I I I did enjoy it. I'm like with you, Tony. There's some parts where it's really slow, um, but that's Shanghai stuff, man. That shit's phew, unreal, unreal. Hard. Yeah, agreed. I mean, even though I have my that one complaint from the beginning, it just it didn't enjoy it the way it did the first time, but it's right. still worth a watch. And I didn't mind watching it again, revisiting it. So, as my weak little dollar. I'd Uh-oh. buy that for a dollar. I think Carly's on here twice now. Oh, shit. He's going to use one connection for to hear us and one connection to talk to us. No way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. No. So weird because if I use my like I am right now, I can hear you just I can hear you guys great. Um, but if I use my phone, you guys sound like they sound like you, so I don't know what the fuck. Um, I overheard quite a bit of what you can you hear me okay? Or am I just wasting yeah, my keep breath? Going. Keep going, yes, yes, keep going, yes, talk. okay, 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 so uh. <laughs> Team go. <laughs> I heard, I heard at the beginning of Tony's review, heard a lot of what Fonzo said and, and I'm right there with you guys. Um, I think, um, this is a very competently made film. Uh, the action is outstanding. The special effects are really good. The score, the sound effects, um, everything is there, but the script. This is thin. It's uh, like Fonzo, you point out, it's a little long. It's two hours and 20 minutes. There's no depth to the story. The story is a gay villain. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first Gabe. Um, he is former and now he's pissed off and he's going to leak, spoiler alert, all the endor in 20 to 10 seconds with shit, the internet. Um, there's just nothing to screenplay. And, and 
no twists. There's no nothing, you know? It's like one cool scene after another, but nothing ties the scenes together. It's got these beautiful locales. It's got the gorgeous Bond. It's got the amazing. It was great Bond. Um, um, like he said at the end, uh, I, I actually told Chris, I was like, this is like uh, um, the movie uh, you just said. It's it's very um, Home Alone. Um, it's fine. Like I did, um, like you said, the spectacle with the helicopter and all that shit. Is this is, again the story? And uh, Javier Bardem is acting his ass off, but there's nothing for him to work with. You know, you get introduced to really long, just his acting chops. Um, but there's just not much on the paper there for him. And so it doesn't really develop his character. Um, you know, he's got the villain island, which is neat. And, you know, cinematography was very good. Roger, uh, I think that was the kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard that. I can't hear you. I'm uh, not sure if I heard it either. <laughs> there was, I recognized the words. <laughs> Most of them. I feel like I need to make a call. Like I need to call in. Oh yeah, you started my review. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Maybe you might have to. Right. Would it be reasonable to edit that in, Tony? What? Like if I called the. Like the guy is doing, just left oh, a, sure. left a you message. You know, I just review for three or four minutes, and then I mean, it would be just like every other time we review movies. You just end up talking for a long time, and then we give our opinion. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, just play my review last. Sure. All right, just pretend that it happened here. And yeah. Yo, this is your boy Harley calling in with this week's review of Skyfall. Did I tell of like art? I'm trying. I'm shooting for art. I need that bonus point. I need that. I need that accent. Anyway, uh, I pick Skyfall as the extra credit. Um, we haven't watched enough Bond films, and I've always uh, struggled with uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, some of the earlier Daniel Craig uh, Bond movies. I wasn't really a big fan of them. I kind of like the old school, uh, over the top Bond. And now we get the moody, the brooding Bond. Um, and, uh, in this one we get it in spades. Um, we get it, uh, a Sam Mendes version, a very dramatic, a very heavy, um, we get a amazingly shot Bond. We get sort of those exotic locales that Bond movies are famous for. Um, we don't get it focused on any one particular locale. 
and I think that kind of hurts the film. The movie doesn't take place in one spot, and we can really enjoy it and take it in. We just see these amazing shots from all over the world. Uh, the Mission Impossible franchise has done that, and they've done it very well. And, um, and in some ways, I think the Mission Impossible, the Mission Impossible franchise has kind of taken or left off where um, the old Bond movies uh, stopped. So this one, um, again with Sam Mendes directing, uh, is is again uh, amazingly well done. It's a little long in the tooth. Uh, the problem with the film, uh, and it. Uh, um, Art mentioned it, is there's no plot. Like, first of all, we get the, we get an amazing actor playing the villain, Javier Bardem, with the first gay Bond villain of all time, which I think that's worth the first. I mean, that's worth mentioning. He's, he's obviously gay. Um, but other than that, there's nothing to him. He's, you know, we get two and a half hours and the movie's about an ex-007 or an ex-00 agent who's, like, pissed off at uh, M, and uh, he's going to blow everybody's cover. And that's it. Like, there's no plot twist. There's no, there's, no, um, there's no depth to the plot. And I think that hurts the movie for an adult audience, you know? Um, there's some interesting information about... Uh, if you look up on Wikipedia, um, there was some, um, this was the 50th year anniversary for Bond, and um, uh, MGM filed bankruptcy, and so the movie got put on hold, and so I think they probably had uh, some a limited, um, limited writing time, and so the, not a lot of money went into the, to the plot, to the, to the screenplay. There's just not a lot there to work with. Um, again, the 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 action is very well. I love the motorcycle action sequence at the beginning. Fucking awesome! And yes, the motorcycles do sound accurate, so that was good. Um, and so y- you have a lot of fun with these individual scenes, but then when you stitch them all together, it's kind of a boring flick, you know. As opposed to if you could if you could actually have some sort of plot that tied all these amazing scenes and locales together you'd have more of a film. It's not a waste of time because it's done so well. And you can see why they hired Sam Mendes to go on and direct the next one. And and he's not going to direct this final one, uh, but they certainly wanted him to. And it did very well critically. It did well critically, and it did. It was the highest grossing Bond film of all time when it came out. So uh, it's no surprise they kind of stuck with that plot or that that uh, formula. So um, it's certainly worth a dollar. It's definitely not a Slater. Um, you know, I, I think we've all grown accustomed to this Daniel Craig serious Bond, um, and it'll be interesting to see where they go on in the future. Um, especially, like I said, when franchises like the Mission Impossible franchise. So I give it a dollar. Cool. All right. Beautiful. I think what I already gave my dollar. We did it right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I um. I'm the same boat. Yep. I'm giving another certified ten dollars today. I'd buy that for a dollar. All right. Let's go <laughs> with number one. I'm so confused. I don't know if like Hardy's about to say something. He's no, he's, he ain't saying shit. Hell, I'm I'm going mute.
I'm not going to say a goddamn thing. <laughs> my my issue is more of a distraction to the podcast than anything, so All right. I'm going to say as little as possible. <laughs> All right. My nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he can hear it. It is raining really. Is raining really badly? So yeah, rain will do that. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. And then on to extra credit. You see, I well, I'm a big fan of the Bond series, and. Well, when it comes to Skyfall, you see, it's it's probably my yeah, it it is my favorite Bond film. But what will the bad boys give it? Well, was it Sean Connery? I think. Um, thinking. Harley will give this a slater. I'll double down on that. Ugh. I think Tony will give it a dollar. And, uh, you know what? I'll double down on that, too. I can't double down on a dollar. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> Way to self-correct. All right. Way to self-correct. Fonzo. We'll give this a dollar, and he'll and I'll double down on it. Yeah, I love this film. Bad boys for life. Yeah, we've had Chris Rock call in, Sean Connery. Man, we're going international, boys. So he he did say both you and both you and Tony gave it a dollar, right? Yes. He loses a point for my double down Slater. 13 points. Mm. All right. That was strong. So, after a long, long deliberation, I really didn't want to do this accent because it doesn't sound anything like Rosie Therese, but Reed, you fucking got under my skin, dude, and uh, I just, I have to try it, get it out of the way, um, because it's fucking horrible. Anyway, uh, I'm calling in for the extra credit for Skyfall, and I'm going to say that you guys all give it a dollar. Probably not the best one, but uh, whatever. Um, but uh, before I get off the phone, I want to remind you, I hope you guys went outside to go look at the moon. It's a fucking lunar eclipse, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Won't happen for a while. But, uh, again, re- fuck you and your ideas. I just fucking don't know. <laughs> I can uh, ever, ever, ever take your advice ever again. But, uh, anyway, I still love you, though, Boo. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Okay, see, so now you tell us about the eclipse. It's already too late. But two, right. I hear I hear the Rosie Perez in there. It's yeah, really it's, good. It's very. She's got to be louder. 
little more confident, and I think she can nail it. So, and don't ever tell Reed to fuck off. That's just mean. Everybody loves Reed. Are you kidding me? That's just rude. <laughs> but yeah, see, we we it's a lot of silence because Harley's afraid to talk. He's gonna fuck everything up. Right. He's got the points now. He she got what? She got some points. Got a point. Yeah, she did really well. She got five points. So Harley sounded like he just threw up to twenty-one. Who just hiccuped? Harley, probably. Okay. No. Harley sounded like he just got his teeth removed and like he's on some novocaine. So he's like, he went under the, the fucking what's that shit they put on you? For you to sleep? Like the kid, like uh, something at the dentist. That old YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Tony. That's what Harley sounds like. Uh, let's see. That was two. Yeah, here's three. And for Skyfall, love that movie. Um, I'm gonna go again. Certified Denalva. So all three of you guys would give this one a dollar. Dollars all the way for both movies. So yeah, those are my picks. And uh, take it easy, bad boys for life. Bad boys for life, D. Awesome. So this guy's cleaning up, man. If she had an accent, throw it in there. Right? You're leaving points on the table. Leaving fucking points on the table. Exactly. What the hell? I'll tell you what, if he takes the lead, he will like, fuck accent. Fuck bonus points. Hmm. He's know. got 16 points. He's got 16? God, I love our, yeah. our drunk bookie over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Just a fucking hot mess. Just a wreck. She can't put the bottle down, you know. Been drinking since noon. <laughs> if I talk like the micro machines guy, does that fix it? Yeah, a little they, bit. They'll, I totally told you. Harley totally told you. I told you to talk fast. Try it again. Donal has, has 16 points. Reed has 13. Angelina has 21. Let's hear from Mark. That you sounded good? like him, but then again, you <laughs> that should hit you hard. <laughs> you had to slow down again. Yeah. All right, here we go. Last one. All right. I'm still here, bitch. This confession so nice, you know I <laughs> Actually, so nice, I had to do it twice. Do <laughs> it twice, and now we're talking about Skyfall. Who the fuck picked this? I don't fucking know. It's not in front of me. Anyway, Skyfall, they shot my man. They shot him off the train, brother. They shot him off the train. Why you do that? <laughs> this motherfucker saved the world. I don't know how many times they shot his ass off the train. Motherfucker came back. He didn't want to come back. It, this movie's crazy. Here's the thing. James Bond movies, at least the modern ones, they all good. Stunts are good. Effects are good. Scores good. But always... They're lacking a little story. And this fucking movie is a little lacking in the story. So I'm going to say MCP, if he was looking at this fucking noodle crossfit for his fucked up wrist, I'm going to say this motherfucker, I'm going to say he gave it down. I'm going I'm to venture out and say he gave it a dollar. I'm going to say Holly. Let me see, Holly. I'm going to say he gave it a waste of time, some bullshit, like he can talk for 10 minutes about whatever. I don't know. I'm going to say Fonzo gave it a dollar, and those are my picks. I know you guys were expecting Eddie Murphy, but here he is, singing his hit song from the 80s. Here you go, Eddie. My girl likes to party on the top, party on the top, party on the top. Eddie, 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 that's enough. Stop, stop. You know, little known fact that Rick James helped 
helped him write that song. Yeah, what, what? It's for James, bitch. Love them and leave them. Was my claim to fame? You then abuse them. Get off the bus. All right, little devils. Have a great show. That's like with 10 hundred points right there. Take care. Such a dick, WCP. I'm out. Wow. Art, never, never stop being you. That's, that was beautiful. I thought, I thought everybody knew that Ray James produced Pat. <laughs> See, kids, this is why you don't do drugs. Listen to Harley. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Art, please don't ever stop being Art. That was fucking fantastic. I man had a conversation with another accent and another person. <laughs> Unbelievable. He just broke out and let sing. Yeah, he brought out the fucking, the, yeah. Beautiful, that voice of an angel. Can't believe he graces with that singing voice. Thank you. Man, he did bring up a good point though. When fucking Bond fell off that train and hit the water, the motherfucker should have been dead. You see how hard he hit that water? Motherfucker should have been dead. Yeah. So where are we at, Harley? Where are we at? I'm going to say this real fast. <laughs> okay, you could try this really fast. Arson Lee with 23 points. Angelina has a second place with 21 points. Ronaldo with 16. And Reed, 13. The first one said it's so fast. I know I speak, it's like, pause. Oh and then I get laughed. Holy shit. It's like somebody recorded you in slow-mo, and then the video's all normal until it hits that little marker, like on an iPhone, where it's in slow-mo. It's all, mm. You just slow down. It's like Matrix. You're dodging bullets in the Matrix. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. All right. I thought I heard the points total. I th- but not really. Some about somebody having twenty three. I'm afraid to talk. All right, here we go. Man, we apologize for the technical difficulties. Yeah. It's really? uh, you know, at least trying. Man, he tried to call on the phone, try resetting. He he did try also. Like I said, we apologize for this episode. If it doesn't sound the greatest, <laughs> and we lost him again. Uh, he he reconnected. You remember the to- you remember the points, Tony? No, I don't pay attention. I'm too busy trying not to die laughing. <laughs> oh man! That's Here, R20. Here you R R twenty one. Donaldo sixteen. Read thirteen. Read thirteen. Donaldo sixteen. Somebody twenty one and somebody twenty three. Ng twenty one. R twenty three. There we go. Yeah, right there. All right, good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to buy this week, so you don't have to say much right now. Yeah. <laughs> Those weekends. Right. What do you uh, oh, I got the homework. I got the homework, and I got a good one. I've been. I actually wanted to watch this in the theater. Just I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm done watching trailers. I want to see what this is." Uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. It should be out on uh, DVD. I guess it didn't do so hot in the theater, but okay. 
Right on. We'll watch it. That'll work. Cool. So I got two movies for y'all. I'm in, a, I'm in that ninja mood, y'all. It's either Revenge of the Ninja or Ninja Through the Domination. Y'all pick. Ninja Through the Domination? What? Ninja <laughs> 3. <laughs> or the Ninja Trilogy. It's part 3. I feel like there's more than three ninja movies. Oh, there is. But this is from... Yeah. This one or Revenge of the Ninja? You said this. I don't know if you actually look up... Revenge of the Ninja in 1983. I don't think I've seen either Does it matter? Uh, so these, so it was one, the sequel? Revenge is part two, yeah. Revenge is part two. They're not really at all linked at all. Oh, they aren't? (laughs) (laughs) After his family is killed in Japan by ninjas, Cho and his son Kane come to America to start a new life. He opens a doll shop, but is unwittingly importing them, or importing heroin into dolls. When he finds dot dot dot. Ooh, a long summary. Okay. Domination says an evil ninja attempts to avenge his death from beyond the grave by possessing an innocent woman's body. That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) So, women's body, heroin dolls. Women's body, heroin dolls. (laughs) I love love the fucking conflict Tony's in right now. His inner, oh, inner monologue. I've seen, I've seen Ninja Three, the Domination. This one, it's the, it's got the chick in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this one. I don't, I didn't understand a word. He just <laughs> he's, he's seen the chick in there. Okay, a I chicken. don't know if he meant the I've chick. No, I've or seen the movie. Chicken. I've seen the movie. He has seen the, chicken in the movie. Yeah, with the chicken. Cool. Let's go with let's go with revenge yeah. then. You haven't seen that one, right? I have not seen Revenge of the Ninja, yeah. or at least I don't know that I have. Going with some hopped up dolls. All right. Yeah, totally uh, intrigued. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going with which one? Revenge. All right. Excellent choice. All right. I'm afraid to ask Harley how his weekend was. <laughs> He's still recovering. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Oh, man. It's been shitty, so we hung out at the house. Uh, we went to the, the Slash Spa yesterday and today, so... Yesterday being Chris went by ourselves. Today we went with the kids. Okay. Right on. Cool. My weekend was a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) So depressed. It's like Eeyore. My weekend was a dollar. (laughs) Oh, shucks. Uh, well, that's yeah, a bummer. Your weekend was a freaking dollar. I mean, yeah. So earlier this week, I just been, you know, said working and then with that screening, said so a short week. And then, uh, yesterday, what did we do? Amy's not feeling so well, so she was kind of at home. 
So she's like, if I feel better tomorrow, we can go do something. I'm like, all right, cool. So yesterday, it was funny. We It took us like an hour and a half to figure out where to go eat. We would name something. One of us didn't like it. One of us did. One of us like it, did it. Then like we, we, were, we were doing the math. And it was going to be expensive if we went this one route. And then we went to this other one. It was going to be expensive. Like, man, we just couldn't decide. It was almost like an hour and a half just to figure out where we finally got to eat. It was insane. So we finally figured out, sat down, and then we're like, okay, cool. And today, bunch, nothing but football, right? But Amy was feeling better, so we took the kids out to this park. Had to have them run around play, which is fun because the weather's nice, nicer now, so that was cool. Um, after that, we came back. We went to Jeff and uh, Kathy's house, and we got to play there. They got a uh, NES Mini, so they've been playing that a lot. They really like that. And Crew, he just fucking loves Mike Tyson's punch out. He can't get enough. He's playing it over and over again. It's so funny. And he beats King Hippo like it's nothing. And it's like infuriating. I'm like, you know how long it took me to beat that fucking guy? He's beat him in like, like in your third try or second try. It was, it's unreal. Um, and then last night, I don't know if you guys saw him, Donaldo came over. We're playing, uh, God of War, but then we, we were trying to beat Mike Tyson. You know, we kept recording. We're like, hey, we got documents. If we beat him, it's got to be on video. <laughs> we're getting our asses handed to us, man. Hmm. I, I want to ask you guys: Have you did you have you guys ever? I'm, I'm sure I've asked you this before, but did you, did you guys ever beat Mike Tyson? Fuck no. Okay, Tony. I I don't remember. Okay. I feel like if I did, I would remember. I know I've gotten all the way to him, right? But I don't remember actually beating him. And I think you're right because I think you would you would totally know if you did, you know? right? You remember the scene? You remember exactly what you were wearing, whatever, like where you were at. <laughs> I just. Very monumental. Yeah. Like when I got to the second round, it was like an unbelievable. I feel like I leveled up, in the, in the, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, "This is crazy." I'm like, "I've never seen this before." Or when the when the knock knocked him out, I've never seen him on the ground. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that's the amazing. thing. I don't I don't have that memory in my head. I don't I have no idea what he looks like when he's knocked out. Right. So I would say no. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we tried, and. uh we gave it a couple of tries and it was impossible. So like, and he he had beat him once. He said so. Um, I was like, well, you know, let's see if he can. And yeah, it was a little too difficult. <laughs> mm. He's still fucking hard as hell. Seriously, um, man, those are old yeah. school games. I don't know. I don't know how we made it through. I don't that, even know, dude. Times. That's exactly right. Cause check this out. I put an Abadox. Remember that old Alien? Oh movie? yeah, that, that, thing was, that thing was fun. So I put that fucking thing in. Right. You have to be fucking perfect to play a game like that. You can't, in the very beginning, before you get any cool upgrades or weapons, you can't get shot by a, a bullet, or you can't touch the background, you can't touch the top or the bottom of the screen, Right, you'll die. You mm-hmm. fucking die with the, just the singlest touch. It's like, yeah. how? Yep. How do we play these games? There's you nothing else to do. You be perfect. You know? Seriously, like, uh, I, I bought um, the Mega Man, um, like, one through six on the Switch. Oh, nice! You did. Yeah, so oh, I've cool. I've been playing that, and I nice. played all the way through Mega Man Three. But I'm like, I don't. There's no way. There's no way I ever did this. Like, it's just not impossible. The only reason I can actually play the game is because they have a rewind button <laughs> that you can like rewind. If you fall, you rewind. If you fall, you like, yep, up. come back up. Exactly. Nice. I'm like, I would lose my fucking mind if I didn't have that. Like, I tried playing it like straight. Just legit, you know. If I die, I die. Use my free free lives and whatnot. I would not have a switch anymore. You know, it's like that'd be that'd be in pieces. Oh, I do. I hear you, man. So frustrating. You. Like yeah, yeah, like you yeah. said, the timing. The the you have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You punch that too, man. It's all patterns. You know, mm-hmm. 
you know, like, Mike Tyson has this weird, like, blink, like, his whole body, like, kind of blinks, and you're like, oh, shit, you know, he's going to swing. Um, right. Um, there's, like, a flash in the background when Ball Bull's coming at you. You hit him in the stomach, and I'll knock him out. All these little, like, tricks. But, dude, I'm just flying around. I'm like, dude, I finally got they these three, like, circle balls that are spinning around the spaceship. So, like, it, it, it takes up a lot of damage, you know, when I'm getting shot at. Right. But even after that, that blows up. And I'm like, dude, if any little thing hits me, I'm dead. I'm like, that's unreal. Like, how did we do that, you know? Maybe, like, two continues. Maybe three if you're lucky. Um, but, yeah, that is... Uh, so yeah, need to say we didn't beat him, but I, I'm on a mission to try to beat him. Nice. Old age though, um, yeah. Then came home, watched some football, and um, fucking fucking Patriots again, motherfuckers. Um, the Rams they got in, but dude, they had a dirty ass play. Like I don't even know how they didn't get a flag, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be talked about in all the sports programs tomorrow. Um, but oh, also remember Quest Haven, that little old uh, rumored uh, insane asylum. So we went to the park. It's on the street, Quest Haven. I was like, hey, kids, you guys want to check out Scary Place? Like, no. We're like, we're fucking going anyways. <laughs> so we started driving. Started driving. I'm like, and we started getting the stories. I started playing the new Halloween movie theme. That shit, that shit played perfectly to the drive to there. It was unbelievable how perfect it played. So they're already freaking out. So we park up right to the gate. The gate's open. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the gate's open. We can totally drive in. Maybe he keeps reading the sign, like, oh my gosh, this is totally a cult place. This is totally a cult. This is totally a cult. Like, look at it, place. And I'm like, man, this used to be, you know, all the crazy people we were. So then I see the camera hanging out on the pole. I'm like, oh man, I don't want him to watch me. So let me just take off. Um, cause there's another sign that says, you know, video surveillance, easy monitor, whatever. It never said that before, which is kind of a bummer. But anyway, so yeah, we drove, we drove around and I started showing him the fence. I'm like, look at that fence right there. It's cut off. That's probably one of the loonies jumped off. That's where they, they got free. They kept asking us so many questions on the way back. Like, what do they look like? Are they crazy? Like, are they really crazy? Like, how did they escape? Like, they were really freaking out. You know, they're like, can you turn off that music? It was pretty funny. Nice. Um, but yeah, Quest Haven, man. That shit's uh, still scaring people since way back when. I've never heard of that. What is that? You never heard of it? So it's like this no. far place in set. Dude, it's kind of close to your house, dude. If you go up your big ass hill, Twin oh, Oaks. Fuck that shit. Right? It's go on your bike, dude. Oh, when you get, when you heal. Oh, is that why they say Elfin Forest is haunted? Mm -hmm. Because I've heard that. I've heard that Elfin Forest is haunted. Yeah, if you look up on, uh, what is it, Atlas Obscure or whatever, and it tells you all the crazy places, uh, or is it, is it, yeah. Quest Haven is a non-denominational Christian retreat nestled among blah, 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 blah in San Diego County. It sounds fucked up already. Yeah, yeah, but it was rumored to be like, um, like an old insane asylum or some shit, you know. So, so it's a, it's a. It used to be an insane asylum, and now, it, now they're using it for cults. Uh, yeah, so. when you look at it, I'm convinced it's for like, you know, <laughs> it's convinced it's a, it's like a, um, uh, yeah, retreat for, um, uh, it's like a cult, yeah. So yeah, huh. I mean, so did you look it up on Alex Obscura? Atlas Obscura. This dark, quiet forest on the outskirts of San Diego's dense and rumored lore. It was, seems to be a concentration of urban legend and tall tales. This fantasy soaked forest is located in the unlikely demographic of sunny San Diego in San Marcos and Escondido, also known as Quest Haven. See, this area is rumored to have once been inhabited by gypsies at the turn of the 19th century. Local legend has it that residents from the neighboring communities came in and drove them off, slaughtering those who stood their ground. And in turn, the surviving gypsies cursed the elfin forest as its surrounding lands. <laughs> 
So this is a cool part. When it, with its curving roads, twisting trees growing over the pathways, eerie sights and sounds, and a total lack of cell phone reception, the elfin forest thought to be haunted by superstitious locals is the subject of dozens of urban legends. See, many revolve around its abandoned, gated, insane asylum. See? The yeah. entrance to which is marked by an old wooden fence and, and a sign with the sleeping elves painted on a reading elfin forest. Behind the torn fence lies acres of land and decaying building foundations. So now it's like a huge metal fence now, but hmm. um, yeah. That shit was uh, creepy. I remember like just driving there at night and stuff, so. Yeah, cool. Shout, shout, yeah, it's funny. But I remember there was like some like indie like movie about it. Like, uh, I was like, I think I don't know if it was crowdfunded or. Let's see. But yeah, that was my weekend. Right <laughs> Fred on. Fred asked Harley. <laughs> Oh, he he already said his is boring and oh, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. he just went to the spa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so... I'm literally... Can you guys hear me? <laughs> you, know who, you know who he sounds like? No, he sounds he like can. he sounds like what, what I... What little Mac looked like after one round of Mike Tyson. <laughs> I, liter- I literally got electrocuted in my ear from my headphone earbud. When the call dropped off. Whoa. The fuck? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I'm, I have my earbuds, earbuds plugged in to the, the monitor port on my <laughs> So you, you actually got shocked? Like, are you and having a stroke? And I got it in me in my ear. I'm fine. A little, like, you sound like you're shocked right now. Just a tiny little. <laughs> I'm okay. Whoa. I don't think it's. Are you serious? I'm swear See, to God. I'm getting, I'm getting scared. See, That's a trip. We started talking about ghosts and you get shocked? Exactly. <laughs> Lord Raiden, are you here? Wow. So. I think we need to call you on me. Yeah. Tony, email me the phone number to call. Oh my god! And I will call tomorrow morning. Wow! I will call tomorrow morning. Now you're just speaking whale with my review of fall. That's a bonus for your Patreon listeners. Man, that's going to conclude episode 439 of the Bad Boys Podcast. Yeah, no one wants to hear what I do. Elliot, what's that? that Because no one wants to hear what I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. My bad, dude. I I, (laughs) I thought you already went on that. Sorry. Listen up, Harley. Yeah. No, no, this this is more for art. Um, by weekend was pretty much all CrossFit. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. So like Friday, um, was our pandiversary, and so what? we decided. So yeah, so is that a word? It, it's been it's been ours for about six years, and then we're like, you know, what we should do anniversary. Pandiversary. It's the first that's time. That's the name of the podcast, right there. Sure. <laughs> Um, cause that's one of the things that we're doing is, uh, um, cause we had Panda on our first date and we had Panda every week since our first date. And it's been six years that we've been doing that, which is unbelievable. Right. 
Um, and so then we decided, how about for our pandaversary, we eat panda every day of, of the number of years that we've been together. So this year, we do six days in a row. Next year, we'll do seven and eight until we, you know, die of, you know, heart disease and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, so, so on Friday, we decided to skip the gym in the morning and then do, go to the gym in the evening and then go to Panda right afterwards. And holy crap, it tastes like when you're, you know, you just went through a intense workout, you know, lifting heavy weights and then you go eat. I was, it was so good. Like, yeah, it, it was really I, tasted different. Yes, dude. Like for some reason, it wow. just tastes so much better. It, it's, it's huh. just, yeah, it's like you just want to vacuum it in. Yeah. Um, so that you was pretty the cool. Same, you order the same plate every time. Both yes. of you guys? Yes. Uh, we order, um, uh, veggies with, uh, grilled chicken, no sauce, and orange chicken. Sometimes we'll do, um, in fact, what we're doing right now is, uh, well, one of us will teriyaki chicken, no sauce, and orange. right. One of us will do just teriyaki chicken, no sauce, and the other one will do half teriyaki, half orange chicken, and then we'll split the orange chicken so that way we don't have as much orange chicken. Uh, yeah, so um, one order, nice. Yeah, so we yeah we end up just splitting like one side of the orange chicken, but it's so good. It's it's still a treat, especially for having it every day. Um, so that's what we're doing. that's what we're doing right now. We're on day four, I guess. Uh, we started early. <laughs> we were like we started on Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So we Today was couple... so Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you got a couple more days. And... Yeah, four days now. So we got two more days of Panda. Um, Not tired of it yet? Nah, never. It's oh. it's there. Yeah. We could, we could probably we we said that if we we if we make it to ten years and we're still having Panda every week. Our 10 year, we eat panda every day for a year. What? Yep. And that's the only thing we eat. We're gonna live off of panda. No fucking way. That, yeah, that's, that's, I don't, no I don't even know if it's possible, but we'll, way. we'll do the experiment. Listen to that. Listen to all, everyone <laughs> listening right now. We're gonna take a poll. Right. You guys, see, take, you see, guys tell us what week, what month? What day we die? Th- where they d- throw up? Where they just say no more? <laughs> F this! Fuck a panda! Fuck yeah. it! Oh wow! Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I, I give I, three months, maybe, maybe really two? three months. Cool. I don't know. So, yeah, man. we don't. We you, don't. Think you're we so should. fucking goddamn stubborn, though, man. You would just if you hit that three month mark, you're like, I, I'm gonna keep going. I'd hate to give you a number because you're gonna pass it. That's the thing. Like, um, if if it's nutritious and I'm getting all my nutrients in. Why wouldn't I just keep eating it? Sure. This is like the uh, the the guy who did McDonald's. Yes. Super size me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're 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 gonna try and there's a there was something there's like the, like the original restaurant where Panda like originated somewhere in Pasadena or something like that. What? One of these, yeah, one of these. Is that that, is that, is those, those pictures you see inside Panda when you're eating there? Yeah, exactly. The brief like history of it. That's mm-hmm. talking about the main, the, the exactly. I'm like, wait, wait, what? The restaurant's still up. We gotta go. So Man, one you of these. You gotta have your 10 year anniversary there. Right? Yeah. 
And uh, one of the things that I need to do, I've been meaning to do this. It's a project that's on my list, my pile of projects. Um, I need to print out all the receipts, like all all like all my credit card statements that show that you know we've been to Pana every week, like as a proof, right? right. You know, and and show it to him, like, look, we've oh. we've been here, you know, three hundred times. <laughs> yep, and bye. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> no shit, man. Seriously. Uh, but unreal. anyway, so that was so that was Friday. That was that was a good good way to end the Friday. It was uh, uh nice and satisfying. And then Saturday, we spent all day at a uh, CrossFit competition. We didn't compete. We were there to support um, our our gym. That you know, the, our, our coach was there with um, a few other people. They were competing, and so we just went there and cheered them on. So that was pretty cool. Um, we did end up meeting. Um, John Glaude has is uh, on YouTube. He's obese. John Glaude Van Dam. No, <laughs> John. Yeah, right. John David. Um, he is obese to beast. Like he lost obese like to beast. He, he yeah he was like three hundred pounds and he's lost a bunch of weight. Um and and started CrossFit. And now he's got a bunch of muscle. Like he's got this really cool story of losing weight. And we saw him like and as we were walking out. Lane totally fangirled on him. She's like, "Oh my god, it's you! It's obese to beast." <laughs> He's like, "Hi, <laughs> man! You should have been recording that shit." Oh, I know. I totally should have. Oh, so but funny. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. So yeah, that if you saw it on on Facebook, that's uh, we took a picture with him. Yeah, um, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So so that that was on Saturday. Um, right on. And then today I went and well, you said well, you were rooting for but guys in your group and your yeah yeah. So a couple of, like. Four people from our gym went to compete. Um, one team got fifth place. Our our division one team got fifth place, which is a harder, you know, that's the D one. And then the other team was division two, and they got twelfth out of twenty seven. Um, and after and after looking at the at the workouts for division three, I think okay. Laney and I could have taken it. Like, really? oh, we should we should have signed up. Would have, could have, should have. Don't even tell that to Arthur. I know, I, I know. Said that out loud. Right? You know, so next time, I'm like, then Laney's like, no, your hand's still broken. <laughs> so I'm like, fine, yeah. fine whatever. Like, but yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's, it looks, it looks like a lot of fun. So I'll be out at the next one. Um, which brings me to today. Um, well, to start the day, I went to my parents' house and I just started picking avocados. Um, I enjoy it. They, for some reason, just, just, Having that bag over my shoulder, I feel I feel Mexican, you know. Just I was gonna say, man, <laughs> tapping into my have, roots. Man, you ain't full Mexican unless you're wearing fucking chanclas and fucking a sombrero. A sombrero, yep. Getting man. dirt in your fingers, so yeah. So you got a bunch of avocados in waiting for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. My mom has them, so nice. Um, yeah. How much you guys get? get? Like, if you guys full on like work for a couple hours, how many, how many can you guys get? Uh, I let's see. Um, I probably got around thirty. Okay. 30 you need to take. You need Fonzo. You and the uh, kids need to go out there. Make a game out of it. Oh, you guys start yeah, man, out. that'd be great. You just like throw them up into the tree to get the ones that are really high. Nice. Yeah. Don't come down until you grab one. <laughs> exactly. Keep you up there. <laughs> Funny. Nice. Yeah, but I was. I, what was cool is that I was finally able to ride because um, ah. my bike. My bike was dead. And the battery was dead, and then it was raining last week, you know, and my arm was broken, or my hand was broken. So it's been a while. It's been a few months since I was since I rode a motorcycle. So so that was cool. It was a nice, nice, quick little ride up up 
to 15 and back uh, with some avocados. And then I went to a meeting at my gym because we signed up for a Ragnar relay. Oh, shit. Have you ever heard of that? I've seen those fucking stickers on cars all the time, like on Ragnarok cars? 2013, 2014. Yeah, 2015. so so it's a it's a group of it's a group of twelve people, and they split them up into into teams of six, and the the whole race is, starts in Huntington Beach and goes to San Diego. Damn. And the whole team has to run the that distance in different. In different legs. So you don't win until your whole team crosses the I, finish line. So, so the way it works is it's a relay. So one person starts at the at the beginning oh, up at gotcha. Huntington Beach, okay. right? Yeah. And then the van, the, as they're running, the van follows them. And then once they reach the next checkpoint, they relay to the next runner, and then the next runner takes over, and that person comes in, and then the van follows them to the next checkpoint, and and, and that's how they go. But it takes two days. So you start Friday morning, and you end. Saturday afternoon. So you run, you have parts of your team are running through the night, through the middle of the night, through the next day. You know, there's someone always running in the relay. And it, it just seems wild. Um, yeah, and so that was our hardcore. Yeah. But, uh, you, you split up the leg or you split it up into 12 people and each person takes a third of a certain, like, uh, they do three, three legs. So the whole thing is what thirty six legs, and each leg is like between three miles and seven miles. So you'll run for three miles, and then you'll take a break for maybe four, four or five hours. Then you'll run your next leg, which is somewhere else, for like another five miles. Blah blah blah. So um, yeah, so we're gonna do that in April, and so we're gonna start training for that. And it's it's pretty much um, members of our gym that are. That are gonna do that? Okay, so it's locked in. It's a, it's a done deal. You guys yeah, yeah, it's done. We paid oh, and everything. Oh, so shit. yeah, it, it was. We had a, we had a uh, buy in first. Like we had to pay and you know, commit to it. Blah 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 blah. Um, so yeah, so that's gonna happen. Um, we're gonna start training for that. Uh, and then what else? Uh, then just watch the movies and oh, we we went to Applebee's. Uh, Took because we were babysitting her brother, her little brother again. Like he was calling babysitting. I know he's babysitting. He's I just hanging out. Years old. He was gonna be babysitting. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, and that was we caught the last like seven minutes of the Patriots and oh, Chiefs game. Yeah. And the, we were planning to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We there was no way we were waiting for Buffalo Wild Wings to open up because when we got there. There's like you open the door and like the wind that hits you is from people yelling, right. you know. Like it's like never mind. So, <laughs> uh, so we went to Applebee's and there was a, just one guy yelling right. at the bar. <laughs> so like we can handle that. We could deal with that. Right. Um, so that that was pretty fun to just listen to him and watch him have reactions to that last those the that last six minutes and going into overtime. He was going yeah. nuts, <laughs> like pulling his but hair it's... out and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty fun but I mean that was like the highlight of the day right on hey yeah. man that's cool man you did a lot of stuff so it's great yep um I think yeah Harley, and that's well, it well, alright well for Harley hopefully he gets his internet working next week man we apologize for the little technical difficulties hopefully you can still no. hear him we'll try to call back in with a little um 
better reviews for Skyfall for y'all. So, um, geez, yeah, I think that's gonna. Geez, I mean, we really can't do anything else at this point. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I got, I got nothing. No worries. <clears throat> yeah. Well, four thirty nine, the Bad Boys podcast. We randomly ranted on all things movies. I think your boy Fon said we ride together. Harley, we die. MTV Bad Boys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>